Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today I want to talk about two brand new risks to Alibaba. The first being the U.S. government researching and trying to figure out if Alibaba's cloud presents a national security risk. The second risk to Alibaba that's relatively new is what is going to happen with Alibaba if they potentially help Russia in the Ukraine-Russian conflict or potentially invade Taiwan, which has also been hinted at. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. Thank you so much for watching. Hit that like button and now back to your content. Now the first risk is that Alibaba is under investigation or a probe is underway around their Alibaba cloud to see if it poses a national security risk for the United States and the companies that you know are inside of the US. So essentially what I see out of this is there's only two possible outcomes that can really come out to this. First, that the US government basically says, oh, nothing to worry about here. But the problem with that is in the meantime, people are gonna be very hesitant to issue new contracts and to do business with Alibaba Cloud in the meantime, while we're waiting on the outcome of the probe. Another thing, uh, the second outcome here is that Alibaba is basically found to be a security risk and existing contracts with U.S. government, um, well, not U.S. government, but commercial, um, U.S. companies, but commercially, are basically forbidden to uh, work with Alibaba Cloud, and then that's going to prevent any new clients. The other uh, downside to this is it's not just a U.S., um, it could be more than just the U.S., right? So if the U.S. government finds this to be a national security issue, you could see similar probes from other countries across the uh, across the world so that's just one thing here so this is a big issue for alibaba and a big risk from their growth perspective as the cloud um, cloud computing section is one of the largest um, growth uh, growth drivers right now for alibaba so if this does play out and they do uh, pose a national security risk um, and the the government u.s government says so well, that's going to be a definitely loss from a um, you know a potential market uh, that they're going to lose out on completely, and it's going to really limit them solely, in my opinion, to China, and that's that's about it. The other problem I see with this is it almost seems kind of uh, this for that kind of tick for tat um, in the fact that you know Chinese government has said the same thing about. Um, allowing U.S. companies and US, the US, U.S. government to see some things on the other side. So it almost seems like the U.S. government is saying, well, if we're a national security risk, then you're a national security risk. So um, it almost, I almost get that kind of vibe with this, which is not a good thing where governments are interfering um, and it, it starts to trickle down into um, you know, the company's uh, relationships abroad. Pardon the interruption, but I just have to remind you, if you're not subscribed already, please do so now. Also hit that like button, now back to your content. Risk number two is that the Chinese government, if they get involved with the Russian-Ukraine war, we could see some sanctions against China, which then could affect Alibaba. There's also a scenario where China does some sort of military action against Taiwan, and we could see a very similar scenario as we saw sanctions um, broad sweeping sanctions against Russia. We could see something similar in that case with China as well. In both of those scenarios, it does not bode well for Alibaba. Yes, they they have some resiliency, but having that to economy totally cut off from the world is really going to reduce spending inside of China and will have a really large impact on Alibaba. And if that is the case, it is going to have a massive crater. 
um, even from where their current prices are. I know people don't like to hear that, but even from where their current prices are, Alibaba will take a very, very large hit, and you will see them have a probably negative growth for the year if that does happen. It, what's the probability of that happening? Um, five, ten percent. I'm just throwing, you know, throwing something on the wall here, but um, it is a real risk out there. It's not. Um, and I did debate talking about this, but I really do think there is transparency that are, I'd like to have some transparency in my thought and what I see as potential risk. Um, it's good to be thinking about what could possibly happen and assign values against it so you can be realistic and understand what those scenarios would play out to. Now, is Alibaba worth zero in that scenario? I don't think so, but will they be worth significantly less? Yes, especially in the short term. And the other thing that really um, it draws into question is the long-term relationship between the US and China, and um, or you, really China and the world in that matter. And if that basically link is broken, it will be it'll be probably decades before it comes back. You know, I, I, I know that sounds very, very dramatic, but just think about all the relationships that have been broken inside of this Russian uh, Russian conflict with Ukraine and all its partners around the world. That is going to be, you know, decades long of rebuilding those relationships and re rekindling that. And I know people, you know, probably are in disbelief of that ever, you know, starting to come back together, but. It, it's very well possible that it does, but it's gonna be a very long time for that to happen. And, and for most people, they're not really gonna stick around for that to happen. So if this did happen to, uh, you know, China did decide to do something like that and those sanctions did come across, you could see the SEC, you could see, um, you know, actual lawmakers in the US to basically say, nope, we're delisting all Chinese stocks. We're gonna hurt them you know, financially, we're going to hurt them economically, stop, you know, put tons of sanctions on products. Um, but that's also they have to realize that is also going to hurt consumers all across the world as well, because these supply chains are so um, interconnected these days that it's going to have further inflationary, you know, pressures across the world. It's not just going to affect China. It will, it will definitely start to spread just as we've seen with Russia, which has limited um, you know, exports, one main one being oil, is still having a ripple effect against, uh, you know, ripple effect against the um, global economy. And same thing with Ukraine, they do have exports themselves. Um, I think wheat is one of the main ones. And so that has ripples as well. So I'm not sure exactly what Taiwan has to offer, but anything that it would be inside of those conflicts would um, start to affect those supply chains. So um, a, you know, Sanctioning with China would have, you know, having similar sanctions in China would have a devastating impact for the world economy, especially in the short term. Now, to sum it all up, the first risk really affects one of the biggest growth drivers for Alibaba in their Alibaba cloud. If that is affected um, from saying no more customers, you could see a, you know, you're going to see a valuation hit on Alibaba as growth will more than likely decrease for future years because it is one of the biggest growth potential drivers for them. The second one is going to have a big value uh, value impact. And even from their low, even from their where they're at in you know, multi-year lows, you will see if Alibaba continue to fall because it will, it will hurt them in the short run if China is basically cut off from the rest of the world. 
Um, and and that, that will be an unfortunate scenario if it does happen. Now, I mentioned 5 to 10% earlier. That does sound a little bit high at this point now that I talked through you know, some of the global impact. I think the world will be a little more careful, will be a little bit more picky on what they decide to sanction against China as there are a lot more interdependencies there and it's not just one, one export. Um, even though, you know, oil and gas is a big export there for, uh, you know, the European countries. I will say that, you know, it doesn't seem, you know, 5 to 10% seems like pretty, pretty high um, and doesn't seem very likely at this point. But we do have to be careful and we do have to have a pulse on that. I mean, could it, um, could it lead to a delisting faster? I think that's still a scenario that could play out if, you know, that could be one of the first things they do as it really has no impact on the economy and really just hurts investors in China. So it'll hurt Chinese investors and it'll hurt U.S. investors, well, global investors really in Chinese uh, stocks. And outside of that, they'll say tough, tough luck. Now, lastly, I will apologize for the doom and gloom, but I will not apologize for telling the truth. And that's why we call it Frank Finance. If you want to know more about Alibaba as well as see a discounted free cash flow model, go ahead and click the link right here. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Frank, Frank Finance. Out.